Greetings back, Rain Seekers, and welcome to another round of Bendability with me, Emmett Lewis, the Splits Wizard. Today on Bendability, we are going to be talking about all things uh, the M3 seminar, actually, of all things, because we are back able to travel at least around Europe and everything. So we had a lot of people get in touch asking if they could host seminars, and we decided, why not? So we're bringing this show on the road, basically. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to... I'm going to talk about my seminar. It's possibly this is going to come across as a bit of an ad. I don't intend it to be a full ad. I want to talk about seminars and transmission of knowledge. And I will use my own seminar as a kind of reference, but also reference, you know, other seminars I've been to, probably without naming names, because I can say what I want then, basically. And it is one of these things that uh, seminars and workshops, all these things, they're kind of epidemic in the fitness industry and the greater kind of. I suppose there's workshops on everything, really, whatever kind of niche activity you're onto, there is uh, workshops. And it's always kind of one of these things that it's, uh, for me, it is this idea that I want to, I want to give a lot. And I think a lot of teachers are in this way, but there has to be a way of giving a lot, but also making it digestible. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of crux of the situation. It's like, we, we as coaches, hopefully no more than the people coming to the seminars maybe not in some cases but you know hopefully in our chosen topic field we'll know more and we want to get that across so there has to be kind of a educational outcome or educational lease sort of speaking of what is the defined objective of the seminar for me it is kind of because the seminar which i'll talk about the design is an experience more so than a pure full transmission because a full transmission of kind of M3 system would... I have an apprentice who's been working with me for nearly three years now and he's finally at the stage where it's like, oh, I'd be confident saying he knows the system. So, you know, it's not exactly possible in a weekend if we have 16 hours together. But we try to give a lot and as much as can be digested in that time frame. So... When designing the seminar, I kind of looked at it as like, how would I have a logical path of slowly introducing concepts in a way that people get to experience the concepts and then reiterate the concepts over a broad range of shapes? Now, in the seminar, we use pike, pancake, side splits in day one, and we use front splits and bridge in day two. So we can broadly categorize these things as things going forwards, the hips flexing, and things with the hips extending. And that kind of gives it a nice break because if we were to do a mix of everything on day one and a mix of everything on day two, it, the body gets kind of, would get battered if we we're doing like hamstrings and adductors on two days. So we get a kind of reprieve on this. At the same time, it is a bit of my, uh, my what would I say, bias? Uh, educational background bias that I think in these kind of five positions we work on of side splits, pancake, bridge, front splits, pike. There's a bit of a pigeon sort of adductor stuff, or not adductor, uh, piriformer stuff in there as well. These kind of five positions I would term kind of our core flexibility positions where they are of the greatest use to the greatest amounts of disciplines. They're not the be all and end all, but they are certainly very good positions to work on. So it's kind of we do this, but then at the end of the day, what we're teaching at the seminar is the concepts and we're not just teaching the concepts we're ex letting you experience the concepts in a practical manner 
with a coach who knows what they're doing or a couple of co- we only have a couple of coaches or three coaches in some instances at a seminar who can assist and make sure you're doing it right so it is this idea that in the the transmission of knowledge we have an abstract concept now if i go to someone and say say something or you watch something so you get kind of a piece of information you get a visual watching of someone doing a movement or you get a audio described version or text described then there is a translation between your filters what you project this movement may or may not be like uh, your kind of biases and things you would have encountered and then there is what you output when you do the movement so there's kind of a three-step process of like reception of information digestion and output and a lot of the time the outputting is not correct or it's not as it's not i don't want to say incorrect but it's not as optimal as it could be because you generally will get an optimal description of someone so say this is the textbook way of doing this position or this is the way i would demonstrate the position or something like this or this is a four page long writing about the position whatever kind of way you get this thing and then taking that information and turning it into how does this actual concept this person applied actually manifest in my own body with its limitations and my own kind of understanding of it and what you get with this idea at a seminar now i'll talk about this should be in all seminars not just a my one is you'll get someone who go like okay you've understood the concept but what you're doing is a good approximation of it but what you really need to be doing is more this so this is what we're aiming to do is transmit knowledge in a way that you get the go from abstract knowledge let's face it i've talked a lot there's a lot of information out there on stuff for me a lot of other people will put like you know this is the ideal kettlebell swing but then you come and you are more flexible or less flexible than the average person this kind of ideal swing is geared towards how does that manifest for you and it's the same with splits or pike it's like i can't touch my toes what is the correct approximation for doing a toe touch when i can't touch my toes you know these kind of things so what you're getting is kind of you get oh i'm trying to do the perfect thing but now someone has actually said no you really need to do it a bit like this do you feel the difference okay i feel the difference boom you have had an experience of contrast and this is very important this is takes takes knowledge and over time will embody it obviously but it takes it and goes this is the specific use case for you and that's one of the things i really want to get across in the seminar is like how do we how do we actually train what do we say about training and then how do we get it and it's kind of interesting that uh some you know I'm a teacher of a school of Taoism as well uh in the school of Taoism was going back 1500 years at this stage it has a i i like it it's called the fu the lu and the fa and the fu means the the talismans the registers and the methods and generally what it would be look at like the talismans and kind of the diagrams so you could have a picture here's a picture of something here's a martial arts technique drawn out as a stick man or a photograph and here's the next one so that would be the diagram then we have the register which is kind of the text description it's like what you do and it kind of describes it. a lot of time in these texts it was kind of it they it was kind of training manuals we could say for people doing the system who had the fa the method explained to them in person so this is what we're doing in the seminar is we're actually go you're going from kind of a picture or video description of movements you may have seen to a 
and then also taking your written knowledge or stuff you may have heard or read about and then giving you the actual method to it, how the method is done. And that's the kind of the three stages, the three ways that we get the knowledge or transfer the knowledge into a practice. So this is kind of what we're doing because like it's at a very nice quote. We had uh, Dominic Sky, the calisthenics, the calisthenics, parkour, calisthenics, stunts, boxing, MMA, all those kind of things. Very, very talented person. I was very happy he came to my seminar one time. Uh, awesome guy, really friendly, really nice, really humble, even though he's a machine. Like, let's say, if you've seen him, he's an absolute machine, but super humble, really nice guy. I really like him. And he's, he gave me a very nice compliment. He was like, he just came up to me after the or sent me a message after the seminar. I was like, you know, I've seen a lot of these exercises before and I've done them before, but I haven't done them the way you've done them. And that was kind of what we're getting at is there is when you go into a seminar with an experienced coach who's been doing this a long time, they will have their own unique take on the method. And they will go, no, I want you to do it like this. This is the way I've decided over my 15, 20 years of career that it should be done for someone like you. So you get this kind of idea of like, oh, it's a tailoring process. It's also a filtering process and it's experience. So we have that kind of format to it and the format to the knowledge you may have and how we experience it. Now, in the other outcome learning goals is what we have done, because we've crafted this seminar to be an experience, is you are experiencing the methods in a kind of logical path. So I start from very simple ideas, explain one of them clearly so people understand it, and then I'll go, okay, now that we've understood it, Let's look at that slightly differently with another idea. Let's combine an idea. And as some of you have known and heard me talk about, I talk about layering to get better effects all the time. So this is kind of a simple way of layering. It's like, how do I do the movement? How do I layer it into another movement? How do the second movement and the movement before this complement the next one? What works for me? What doesn't work for me? These are very important things. And this is part of the experience is that you get to try out a big range of things. You'll be able to go, you know, we have a small handout we give out to people and other seminars will as well, or even just bring your own notes to a someone else's seminar. You go, oh, I've done this technique and I tried this and it was an improvement to what I was doing. Awesome. I've done this, I tried out this thing and it didn't feel good. It didn't work for me or I didn't like it. Then you have a, a next stage process would be, you would go, well, did I implement it properly do i need to practice it a bit more because let's face it practice is very important or do or does it just not work for me so then you kind of go leave the seminar you can play around with it and then sometimes you go ah it clicked and now now it makes sense what this person was saying in this movement or you'll try it out a bit and you go you know it's just not for me that's great because then you have filtered information and you're able to just go like you know i don't even need to read about that type let's say stretching let's say you try isometric stretching and it just doesn't work for you. It doesn't feel good in your body. And then you just go, cool. I never even have to bother reading about isometric stretching for next year or two. And I can just work on other stuff because I'll have things to work on. And that is very simple, very simple idea, but it's overlooked in this day and age when we have so much information and we're existing in an ecosystem of information and abundance of information that how do we get rid of the stuff that's not relevant? How do we stop and cull this FOMO, this fear of missing out that there could be a superior method. You will only really do this 
by experiencing a method, figuring out does it work for me or not, and then just going shelf it. Okay, that can go away. Maybe I'll come back to it in a few years, but right now it's not what I need. This in turn will be able to give you experience of one, what your body can do, and two, you know, what it likes. And that's very powerful because if I have that idea of what my body likes, then I'm not going against my body, I'm going with it. I'm not beating it into submission. I'm kind of coaxing it in the right direction. And it's kind of, maybe it would be slow, but then it makes, you know, this is the kind of thing. You could like a method, but it could be a slower method of getting the results for you. But if you can do it consistently and you go into your training sessions going, yes, I'm going to do this because I've experienced it. I've done it right. And then I can go and repeat it. Uh, maybe it will take a small bit longer, but at the same time, training is more enjoyable. So you will stick to it. And that is, you know, the consistency factor, what it gets overlooked is like, you know, say it's a small brief aside. So I remember, you know, many years ago doing a neurotransmitter typing and all this kind of stuff with a couple other coaches and then getting a program based on this. And based on my neurotransmitter typing, my ideal workout length was 20 minutes long. And I should just do, I think it was like three or four, three different exercises, two sets each and then. I followed it, and there's no doubt the program worked, but, you know, it was a new program. But doing a workout for 20 minutes was not enjoyable for me. I'd just go into the gym, I'd be done, I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, it just wasn't making training enjoyable, because, like, for me, for me personally, like, when I go to a gym or a training thing where I have friends and all this stuff, there is a social factor that I enjoy, and I like hanging out, like, chatting with people, I like doing my training, I like doing bits and pieces, that kind of thing and that kind of in the ideal world i'd be in and out of the gym in under 30 minutes was the advice i was given on this like you just get in warmed up out by 30 minutes done so it wasn't enjoyable so i stopped doing that style of training even though probably you know neurotransmitter wise it would have worked not that i i find it very simplistic i could say a lot on neurotransmitters but it's not a neurotransmitter podcast and neurotransmitter typing and training and all that but anyway uh, so it's that kind of thing of like finding what you enjoy doing, what your body enjoys doing will give you a greater kind of sense of well-being, consistency in your training that you'll go, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing it right. The other kind of thing that I like about seminars, and this is when I'm attending them, if I'm learning something new or also when I'm presenting them, is we get a kind of double stack placebo effect from the confidence that I have you know, there's, let's face it, you don't always get a chance to work with the coach you want to. They may not be in your locale, but they may be visiting. And you get to work with this coach and go, I'd really like to learn the kettlebell get-up. And then, you know, you've kind of taught yourself, you've worked from some tutorials, but there's always a bit of apprehension in some ways, or there can be, that you're like, am I doing it right? And you do this kind of event and you have the experience and the person coaches you and goes, okay, now you're doing it right. Now you can go off and train it by yourself. And that apprehension is gone because you go, okay, I've got, you know, I've went to do kettlebells with Pavel. He's told me how to do the RKC get up and I'm doing it correctly. Then, you know, everything else on training just goes, okay, now I know how to load it. I can just increase the load. I won't be thinking, is this too heavy? Is this too light? You will know if your form breaks down. You will know what the form looks like for yourself. And this is incredibly powerful because if we have the more confidence we have in ourselves performing the exercises, the better the results we'll get. And this is one of the other things we coach in the seminar 
is the skill of flexibility. We will always reiterate this, and we do it in one way, that we're layering skills and getting more and more complicated, and the movements are getting, you know, depending on your level, they're probably getting challenging at certain points throughout the seminar. And this is the thing, is like, we're not worried too much because we can regress anything to any point, but we want you to be able to do the technique correctly and that you know what you're doing and that you're confident. It gives you a chance to ask questions, to clarify, and also just to, yeah, once again, experience. But that that confidence you get from like, okay, I know how to train, I'm doing a Jefferson curl correctly, I learned it off a tutorial, and you know, it either will confirm, it's like, okay, I learned from a tutorial on YouTube, and I'm doing it exactly as Emmett says, boom, that's great. I now have like a double green star, gold star on confidence. Whereas before you might be, oh, I'm learning from YouTube, but I'm not certain it's right. And this kind of confidence goes over and can help a lot of people just to progress in their training because there's no, it, yeah, as I said, it reduces the apprehension, the fear of the unknown, the fear, am I doing it right? Uh, the other kind of thing that we're looking for in the seminar is we, we kind of give this pathway an experience of basically showing that we can get very quick neurological changes that are based on either skill or just reducing apprehension. And then at the same time, we also give the method for getting longer term structure to your training so you can progress onward. So there is kind of like, a, I have a pathway, I think of it through the seminar, where we're kind of going along, we're stopping along the path, we're picking up some quest items, and then we're continuing on. I always think of it like, kind of like, I don't know, Settlers of Catan, if anyone has ever played this game, that you build resources and you can build something. And this is kind of what the seminar is doing. It's one of the resources that you could draw on. And, you know, it's not to say you need to go to a seminar, but they're very useful if you're either a coach or if you're a student and just really into this stuff and want to kind of go like, okay, cool, I'm really into this, this is my hobby. How do I do this properly? And this goes for any discipline, not just this. But at the same time, the seminar resource allows you to build something or to be more confident in your building skill for your own training. And that's one, you know, going back to the confidence point, that is what we need in our training. We need confidence that even if we're not getting results immediately, let's face it, flexibility training, we don't get results always immediately, but we will get results. And that is powerful versus like, oh, I'm doing this, but it's not working. Do I continue to do a change? And that kind of thing goes in. So the other kind of thing I personally like in seminars is as a coach who's been doing this quite a long time, either flexibility or other kind of training stuff, is that if I, for me, this is just me personally speaking, I have a goal of going into a seminar and learning one piece of knowledge that I could then use with my students and clients. And that is... You know, for me, that's worth a thousand, thousand euros. It's just like, okay, I've got one new technique. I've got one clarification on something I was doing. I've got something I hadn't heard before or some other way of explaining something. For me as a coach, that is incredibly powerful because now if I have something, whatever, at the moment we have a hundred students or, you know, something like this. I have a hundred students. And I could maybe use that piece of information with 30 of them. Just pulling some numbers out of my head here. Uh, if I could use that information with 30 of them, and then that means that they will stay with me longer, then the cost of the seminar, so let's say I get use that piece of information, a new exercise or something, and it gives them better results, and then they get better results, and they feel, okay, my results or my progress is good, 
then if I stay with Emmet, I will continue to get the progress and the results, or I stay with you as a coach, whoever's listening, then I'll be able to go, okay, that's cool. I'll stay with them. Let's say they stay a month longer of coaching. That's 3,000 euros. So it's like, okay, I've tripled my money. And that's only in like one year or one month. And that kind of thing is just like, oh, it's, you know, this is why like these are business costs and everyone should be doing seminars. At the same time as coaches, it is like, it is a networking event. And I know it from say the Irish scene that is always like, there's a lot of coaches who are very good here and they're always investing in their own education. One, because of what I described, if you get one or two things or confirmation of your methods, it's great. You get something to work with your clients. At the same time, you're meeting the other coaches who are either in this niche, who you might not have too much crossover with, or you might be uh, going to them and you're always going to see the same kind of consistent faces going to the bigger seminars. And that's how like, even job opportunities like I know people for who've come from once again pimping my seminar but as seminars in general that were basically I know people have gotten job opportunities and offers and also just like uh recommendations it's like oh I've seen this guy he's you know I've actually gotten myself I was like I've seen this guy I've seen him met him at a couple of seminars we've had lunch he knows what he's talking about uh you should give him a call because I know you've got an opening coming up and this is kind of like networking. It's like, it's the same thing. I always see the same people at the same sort of seminars around Europe. And it's just like, okay, cool. I have a network I can talk to. It's the same thing like for me and my seminar, I've gotten so many invites to come to other people's facilities to teach based on one person coming to the seminar. going, oh, that was really good. I'd really like to do it on my members or I'd really like to do online coaching or other stuff with you. So this is kind of one of the thing, key things as coaches is expanding your network and expanding your network by going to seminars is one of these better ways to do it because let's face it, it's kind of something I learned credit where credit is due from Paul Check is if you are a, what he would term a holistic health practitioner, I think I've got that right, or a Czech holistic education kinesiologist, something like that anyway. Uh, anyway, what one of the things that he was stressing though, you know, I like Paul Check. I think he's a great guy. I think he's gone a bit off the deep end lately, but whatever. But one of the things he really stressed and really impressed upon me was that as someone who is kind of a coach, you're going to encounter a lot of problems that are outside of your lane. Now, the normal kind of undereducated PT kind of thing is to try like, I'm, you know, I, you know, I'm a rehab specialist, prehab specialist. I'm a psychotherapist. I'm a financial life guru. I'm everything at one. You're not. Stay in your lane but then build a network of referrals. And uh, I think in the check exercise thing, there was, you needed to build up a network of 26 people you could refer people to that you had confidence in, that you could go, okay, you busted your knee up and you need surgery, you've torn your ACL. I know a knee guy who's really good. Go see him, boom. And then you can also work on the rehab protocols. Like, okay, I do strength training. This person is now cleared to return to strength training what stuff should they work on what stuff have you seen and this way you get a kind of networking effect and you get to leverage more intelligence and the way i have met the most kind of people i refer people to is generally through seminars i generally would meet people and go okay i met this guy really good physio he's obviously educating himself in my similar field so if i go hey you're a physiotherapist i have someone who is a handstand person and you do handstands, so I need you to take a look at his wrist because a normal physio is just going to tell him to not do handstands. 
And this is like powerful. This increases your value as a coach. I know it sounds odd that you're sending people to other people, but at the same time, it shows that you're confident enough and you know someone that you go, this person is the guy. This girl is the woman. This, you know, this is the coach you need. And because of your confidence, let's face it, your confidence as a coach and your confidence in your referral will greatly aid the placebo effect and the, conf- and the, you know, people dismiss the placebo effect. I don't. I think it's one of the best things we can do and everything we should do to increase the placebo effect in our training to get compliance, to get confidence should be done. So if you're referring someone to go, okay, I know this physio is great with feet. He's my foot guy. Let's send you to him. He'll get back to me, give me a report and then we'll be able to go from there. And this is the other thing, like once you have this kind of network, like, you know, once you have, you know, patient confidentiality and other stuff kind of built up from this basis of people you've met and networked with, then I can go, okay, I've referred this person onwards. It's okay that we share the details. I can just jump on a call and go, hey, David, okay, I sent the guy to you. What's your prognosis? What's going on? And then he'll go, oh, this, this, and this, this needs work. Everything's fine or this, you know, that kind of thing and that then makes my programming more effective because i don't know everything but now i have more information to base things off and this is one of the things that you will get by going to a lot of seminars is you will begin to find the people once again in your niche who are into the same thing so understand the training because that's the kind of that's the kind of thing like let's face it if we're into movement or acrobatics or other kind of other kind of martial arts even if you send someone who's like a golf physio, who just does golfers or just does normal people, you know, maybe they'll get it right, but they won't have exact empathy with what what it means to do handstands. It's like, I do handstands. Oh, oh yeah, I've done handstands in yoga class. It's like, no, no, I do handstands. Okay, you're training three hours a day. Let's talk about load management. Okay, let's talk about how we could adjust things. This is kind of powerful. So that's kind of one of the things in the seminars is the network effect. And then it's also, you know, obviously as you're building a network, then the, you know, if your network is built right, then you will be getting the referrals the other way. It's like, oh, you need to lose weight. I know the weight loss guy. Boom. This is the kind of thing. You always kind of, as an aside, as a business thing, you always want to kind of be the guy or the girl. This is the girl who does splits incredibly well, not just this is the guy who kind of does a bit of splits, kind of does body composition, kind of does functional training, does a bit of CrossFit, he goes jogging and he swims at the weekend while playing underwater golf. It's kind of a bit nebulous. You kind of want to be in the network, that person in some ways. Anyway, I've talked a bit about networking. So anyway, back to the M3 seminar. So the M3 seminar is designed also to give peak experiences in flexibility. I specifically designed the exercise combinations, the order and the flow through the seminar over the whole weekend to actually generally give people personal records in most their flexibility positions. One, this is an effect of stacking and layering and using so many different techniques and so much variety. But two, it's also just down to some of the softer effects, the confidence, the coaching and the other things. And this is kind of what I like about it. I kind of had this experience. This is an idea I got from Kit Lachlan, actually, more so than anything else, is that if we can give people under our guidance with our confidence an experience of a much deeper level of position they're able to do, you will then be able to take that experience and replicate it or have confidence that you'll be able to reach it again sometime in the future. And that is kind of... uh, it's very powerful. It's like, okay, cool. I've gone 
I've now I've gone deeper. I've done it in this situation, which is has a group effect, a group learning effect. So we can't discount that, that we're in a group of people who are all sort of our peers, all into the same thing. We have unconscious learning from watching them and our empathy circuits going. Then at the same time, we have the confidence and, you know, the, the magic pill. We've done a handstand class on magic pill today, actually. But the magic pill of like, I've got the meta today. So confidence is stacked. The body is less apprehensive. There's less fear. And boom, we've also layered a lot of very effective techniques, find, giving you a chance to sample a lot of them. And go, okay, this one, bam. And then you do an exercise and go, okay, fuck, I'm, I've never been this deep before. And then you can take a photo of it and then you go, okay, there's proof of it. And that is, you know, that is very powerful to ta- as a takeaway. Even if you just go back to your normal training and go like, okay, I got my head to the floor and pancake the first time at Emmett. I now know it is possible. The impossible, I've never done it before, goes to possible. And then that means it's going to be very probable that you're going to do it again sometime in the future. So this means there can be a kind of, you get a bit of a taste of a later stop on your journey. And you go, okay, I've been out there. I've done a bit of sightseeing. I've done a bit of tourism at this area. And now... I'll be know the route to get there eventually again. And that is, you know, it's one of the key things I really like about the way I've designed the seminar. And like we've been doing it a very long time now and we've refined it and we're constantly refining it. So I'm excited to get back to it to help give people these peak experiences. When we're talking about peak experiences, it's one of the things I just mentioned with the group effect. The group effect, because a lot of us are training alone or we're coaching, so we're not, we're in a hierarchical power system then it means a lot of the time we don't the kind of the empathy circuit as i call it is shut down there's a physical empathy circuit and a mirroring circuit that we have these mirror neurons that can mirror other people at the same time the mirror neurons also will give you an idea of what's possible and not possible for your body so if you see someone being more flexible than you and you kind of get a the the atmosphere around how they move your body will unconsciously mimic that to a certain degree. So then you'll be able to, uh, yeah, you'll be able to replicate a kind of sense. You kind of get a, a level up by being around these people. And it's kind of one of those things I talk about in kind of meditation systems. I went to see this Zen master and received the transmission. And the transmission was just sitting in the room with this person while he meditates and you meditate. But you're picking up on his atmosphere. And this kind of happens at lesser levels, you know, saying... Not that I'm not a Zen master myself, but uh, this happens at lower levels with even physical skills. It's like, oh, I went and trained with uh, Clockoff. Clockoff was doing loads of weightlifting seminars, and they're definitely worth going to if you get a chance. He's a lovely guy, very nice coaching methodology, interesting ideas, very knowledgeable, very friendly. So, you know, if you get a chance to go to a Clockoff seminar, go to one. But uh, it's just kind of like being around this person and watching them move elevates you to a higher level just because of the ideal kind of like fitting into a group and that kind of is quite nice it's just like oh as i said you get a further stop along your journey and you get to do a bit of tourism will you keep it probably not will you keep the experience yes and that is kind of you know the group effect that happens at these seminars it's you know totally common to like you know Actually, we have a very cool one at the Handstand Factory retreat we done two years ago. Or whenever we last done a retreat, we had one guy who then went on to train with me. And he was kind of at the level, he was at the level of beginning to train one arms. Uh, 
but you know, still fingertip supports that kind of level. And he just got up on Canes towards the end of the week and shifted over and no shred of a lie, done an eight second one arm on a set of canes. He'd never held a one arm before, he'd just done it. Because he was in the advanced retreat, there was other people who could one arm. This is what I put it down to. It's like it's a group effect. You've just been around all these people who can one arm and handstand everything. You've been training all week. You've been doing all different methods. Now the body just figured it out. And then it took him like about six months later before he was like back up to that level. But it is a very good illustration of the group effect and how it can just happen. And how, you know, it can be cultivated by cultivating the right group and putting the right kind of level of people together. And that's what happened at the retreat. Everyone's kind of about the same level or slightly in and around the same level. And that kind of contributed to that greatly. And the same thing happens. This is kind of one of the interesting things for me as a coach. When I walk into a seminar, I have to walk in with a completely blank slate as to what my expectations are of this group. That I walk in, like, there was, you know, there's multiple times. I'll go into a seminar and it's all, say, it's at a CrossFit gym. It's mainly CrossFitters and they're not super flexible but they're the more mobile ones are people more into it and maybe there's a gymnast or two but the group level is at a certain threshold then there was say one other seminar done in sweden one time and i walked in and there's you know, 20 25 people and i walked in and literally half the group were in an oversplit and like at nine o'clock on a saturday morning so part of me is thinking like, okay it's one of those kind of seminars then you know it can be this kind of thing of like okay we go in uh, we have to have an adaptable plan, but we also have to make sure that we are managing the group in terms of it's very easy to get caught up in the talented people in the room. That you know, your coach, you see people are really good, you want to show off to these people who are good, but then we also have to make sure when we're managing the group that there's not some people, say that Swedish, Swedish seminar, there was like ultra flexible people, and then there was two guys who came all the way from Belgium whose name slipped me at the moment. Uh, they were from, I think they were a CrossFit gym or something similar, and they wanted to work, you know, expand their mobility program and do some networking and all that. And they they weren't flexible. They, you know, could touch their toes kind of level of flexibility, but they couldn't splits and other stuff. But they could get very disheartened about like, okay, you know, uh, everyone's at the seminar and they can do splits. What are we doing here? Why am I in this room? So, you know, taking time for me to just go over and have a chat with them and just go, look, you are the people that I actually want in the seminar because you're going to learn all the methods now and progress on. That person over splits will probably gain five centimeters in their over splits in the next two years. Whereas you guys can go all the way from 40 centimeters off the floor all the way to flat. This kind of thing. And just managing people's expectations on if they're in the right room is always this kind of important thing for me. That it's like, okay, no one left behind, basically. Everyone gets a bit of coaching. As I said, everyone gets to experience the methods regardless of where their flexibility level is and gets a clear thing. The other kind of thing that is kind of interesting at seminars is because, you know, you could do this with a coach as well, you can get a clear assessment of your level. Uh, I remember at the pancake section of a seminar uh, one time that there was a guy who couldn't sit on the floor on a pancake and the classic story, the classic self story, I'm not a flexible person. And uh, this was, you said this to me before a couple of times, like, okay, you know, let's just talk about that and done. 
And uh, as you guys have known, I'd probably not say there's no such thing as a non-flexible person. You just haven't trained enough or trained correctly for your body type. Anyway, uh, so this guy, he was... Has got, he was trying pancake earlier in the day. It just wasn't working. We got to the pancake section, and I got one of the co-coaches to just take a photo of him when he was doing an exercise, the standing pancake Jefferson girl after a couple of layering exercises. And then I said to him, look, I want you to look at this. I'm going to take the camera, and if I flipped it 90 degrees, and I was like, look, that's a pancake. There it is, like, you're basically, like, you know, the feet and head were separated by about 20 centimeters. If you flip this thing, you're leaning massively forward. All you need to do now is go, you know, train this exact technique, some of the tasking techniques, and you'll be able to do a pancake in no time because you already have the flexibility in one of the kind of relationships with gravity. You now need to figure out how to work it in the other relationship. And that kind of like, I remember seeing this face. It was, you know, it's one of the things that obviously stuck with me because I'm telling the story right now, but it kind of went from like, upset uh, upset or kind of like wondering what I'm, what the hell am I doing to like oh my god attentive okay I've got this I now know what I see I can see that I actually can be flexible once again confidence and then conf- one of the things with confidence is like you have to have confidence that you will progress because if you don't have confidence you will progress you won't progress then you just basically uh, you're basically noceboing yourself it's like I'm just not going to progress so then I'll do training I'm just not going to the effort I put in won't be the effort needed to get the progress because I just don't think I can progress. So then that kind of kicked off this idea that he can go, okay, I can actually progress. The other thing I like about seminars, and I don't actually post a lot of these pictures, is that because of technique refinement and technical details and being able to give a lot of clues and cues, clues to how to do it and cues on how you should do it, we can get a lot of very quick, very impressive looking before and afters. I probably should post more just to make myself seem better. It's like, you know, it's what I term wizardry, which is just, you know, advanced technology that we can get someone and go like, oh, look, here's someone who couldn't do a pancake and here's someone like head to the floor. Here's someone in splits and they're high. Here's someone with their calves down like, you know, four minutes later, four minute masterclass. But it just shows that we can get very quick neurologically facilitated gains to the changes in tension via technique and via layering. And then we can just go to that person. Okay, you've had this experience. You now know how to do the exercise. You now know how to layer it. Now it's just a matter of progressing the exercises. So we go, you know, I was doing a 20 second isometric and that got me deeper. Okay, well then, you know, you're just going to need to build up more strength and more duration on that. And you'll go even deeper. So this is kind of one of the cooler things that, like, as I said, you get to sample the methods. You get to see the immediate effect of it. That's the way it's chosen. It's kind of leading to these kind of peak peak moments for the people in the seminars. And go, okay, now you have the path, you have the method, and you have a kind of clear idea of what works and what doesn't work. We've pruned the tree. We've cut all the side branches off the tree, and we've just given you a big fat trunk you need to work on. And that is awesome in terms of your own training. Then Now, the final kind of part of the seminar is putting it all together. I think every good seminar should have a kind of sum up of like, how does everything work? Like, am I teaching you how to Olympic lift? Okay, I'm teaching you the techniques, the way you should introduce them based on whatever method I'm following. And then you kind of go like, okay, I need to work on this technique because that was the kind of the rough link in my point. But then it's like, how do I put this together? How do I make a comprehensive program? 
This is one of the things we do in the M3 seminars, the last part of the seminars. It's how to program. Now, we teach it very simply, but it is kind of the most applicable way. And we teach you how to make a block of training based on what we've done that you can just add onto your normal training with some adjustments for just adjustments for the training volume. So you could go, okay, I still want to do my powerlifting training, but I also just want to work on, you know, getting a bit more flexible. It's like, okay, well, now you have a 20-minute block of training that you'll do and you will take some volume away from the rest of the training. And it is kind of, it is that kind of harder thing in flexibility training is like, how do we actually fit it in around other training? Because sometimes, depending on what we're doing, it doesn't always match up. We're like, okay, I, you know, the classic kind of one, I'm doing an ISO middle split routine that has me holding ISO splits for two minutes, and I'm doing five sets, and that means I'm doing 10 minutes of adductor magnus work and three times a week. And then how does that actually fit in with like, okay, if that's all you're doing, that's fine, but I'm also doing a leg program or I'm training for a marathon or I'm doing something else that also involves my legs. How is that gonna work? How do, do we adjust either my own training I'm doing before to accommodate this, or how do I uh, reduce the flexibility work? How do I make it work as a cohesive whole? This is kind of slightly the dark art. And obviously, I think in terms of the seminar, like to actually teach, you know, this kind of thing, because I I keep this kind of close to my chest because it's a, it's a rare skill, but I will be teaching it even further and further kind of more advanced seminars and other stuff we do. But we do give you the starting point and the starting point is very good. And it definitely will show you how to implement the movements and how to structure them and how to organize your training blocks for going forward. Either if you stick with this style of training or you want to do something else and then come back to it, you'll know how to do it. So that's kind of like the summation of the seminar. It's like we've, we've you know, we've learned the methods, we've learned the, the kind of the micro bits of the program. Then we've also selected the micro bits that work for us, that helped us get along and we got rid of the ones we found didn't work or we didn't enjoy. And then we go, okay, Let's put this together, and what do I do next week? And then you go, okay, next week, I'm going to do this. Then we have a path forward. And that is kind of, it's one of the things that kind of left me unsatisfied with some seminars. It's like, okay, I've, you know, I've done a seminar, and I have learned all these cool things about energy systems and how it's implemented and what happens in different stages of training and how I could train, you know, this. Then it's like, okay, well, what do I do? Like, this is kind of one of the things that is a thing. So we make sure that it's very clear at the last thing we do in the seminar. It's like, this is what you would do. This will help you make your program. This is how you'll do it for the amount of times you're training per week. This is how you can adjust things. These are a couple of options that you can play with. And that kind of, I like to think, and I have seen the results from people getting back to me in a few months, a few months post-seminar going like, check out my results. I followed what you said, boom, got results. Once again, I'm pimping my seminar but a more as a general trend for people who are making seminars or teaching seminars or workshops is like, okay, how do I, how do I go forward? Make sure people are always clear on how to go forward. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap up there. That was it's a small pitch for my seminar, but I also hope there was a lot of information that is applicable if you're teaching your own seminar or just thinking about attending seminars and why you might want to do that. I think it's a great idea. I think it's always good to be learning, you know, there's always that phrase, the phrase I got learned, got learned, I learned somewhere. I can't, can't remember who the credit is, but the phrase was like, do coaches, not certificates. 
And that is one of the things that I strive to do after. I was like, I find coaches I like who I think have interesting viewpoints, and then I'll do their seminar, I'll attend their event, and I'll learn from them directly. The certificates and other stuff, like, let's face it, for most parts on your certificate, no one's going to come to Emmett and go, I hear you're a level three extreme kettlebell trainer. I am a level three extreme kettlebell trainer. I don't even think that qualification exists anymore. But no one ever came to me going that. But people did ask me, you know, can you teach me some kettlebell stuff? And I was confident to go like, okay, we can do some kettlebell stuff. Not that I do it anymore, but it is kind of a thing of just like, oh, you know, I learned from someone, the kettlebell stuff I learned from the coach was very good. So then I was like, okay, cool. I can, uh, you know, I'm very happy I went to that person's seminar. It's the same thing with doing this thing. Is like a lot of lesser known coaches will just have like, you know, you'll have... I kind of think more people I can't think off the top of my head but you will see just this kind of idea of oh if you're doing coaches you'll do their seminar and you go okay let's learn this person's take on it then at the same time if you're doing it just for certificates and box ticking exercises obviously you'll probably have to do some of them for your continuing education and your CPD qualification and points you know that's useful but at the same time, you probably need to do the box ticking exercises, but then find the coaches you want to learn from or find the coaches other coaches say you should learn from is always useful when you're looking in your niche. Anyway, that's enough about seminars. I have been I've been the splits wizard as usual. Uh, you have been great, whoever is out there in listener land. Uh, other than that, next week we are doing ballistic stretching and I know a lot of you are looking forward to that one. So other than that, I will wrap up here and you guys have a good week.